Hey now, welcome to the City Off Campus podcast with your two favorite hosts, Sammy Sommerfeld and Jack McFarland. So to kick off this podcast, before we jump into any sports, it's 1130 in Iowa City right now, 1130 a.m. It's lunchtime for Jack and I. We're pretty starving. Like, we are very hungry. So there was only one thing we could get for lunch, which was an Estella's burrito, of course. And speaking of Estella's, keep keep staying active on the Estella's gift card giveaway. We've got a lot, you know, going with that right now. It's going on until April 23rd. You have a chance to win a $25 gift card. So stay engaged on our socials and be on the lookout for the winner April 23rd. So, Jack, let's dive into what we got from Estella's first. We're going to be ranking these burritos one through ten. This could end up being a weekly segment the next couple of weeks where we're ranking our burritos. So, what did you pick to kick off the reviews? I got an Iowan, and I'm going to be honest. I know that there's a lot in here that I don't know. Like, there's so much in this burrito right now, and I'm so excited to eat it. Here's one thing. I did ask for no beans. We'll see if there are no beans. Okay. So I got the buff. I'm going to just show the camera real quick because, oh, my God, it's hot and super heavy. So, dude, I legit, I think this is harder than a baseball right now. Like, it is so <laughs> packed. So in the famous buff, Jack, don't take a bite yet. Yeah, I saw, I saw you. I got to describe mine first. So – in the buff pancake burrito, there's a pancake in the actual tortilla. Then we got eggs. We got maple syrup. We got cheese. And I got no pico, no bacon. Oh, and I think there are potatoes. So anybody who's watching their carb diets right now, this is not the burrito for you. But if you're trying to break your carb diet, go for the buff. So we're going to take a bite. I just want to show the camera real quick. I got my milk ready with the Estella's pint glass, just have to show. We got the full Estella's going. Jack, let's take our bites. You're gonna go first with the ranking. Oh. Okay, I'll go first. So I just bit into it and now I know everything that's in there. So obviously I have eggs, cheese, I have white rice, bacon, chorizo, and I don't see any beans, so that's a plus. <clears throat> I'm going to give this right off the bat because I don't think I've tasted everything in this burrito. But if I had to give it a score, I'm going to give this breakfast burrito an 8.4. I think it's solid. I don't think there's a ton. If I could have had, like, some peppery sauce on there right now like Cholula for my fridge that could make this burrito a 10 but standing right now it's an 8-4 it is so there's so much like just I'm gonna show it to the fans just take a look inside and you tell me if you want that because I don't know many people that don't other than vegans but it's hard to be a vegan and enjoy Estella's actually they do have vegan uh they have yeah they have vegan, vegan options so, so I'm going to show the inside of mine for the fans. So like this is the definition of a breakfast burrito. We got the eggs, we got the pancakes, we got the maple syrup, like and the breakfast potatoes. Like how can you beat this? So I'm tasting it. So I've never had the buff before, actually. I'm one of the few people who is a big Acellus fan, never had the buff. So this is my first time ever having them. I give it. This is a high ranking. It is unbelievable. You taste the potato. You taste the pancake. You taste the syrup all in one bite. 
I'm going 9.6. Holy shit, dude. 9.6. This is the best breakfast burrito, breakfast taco, anything breakfast with like a burrito Mexican like flair. Best I've had. Really? Yeah. And I have to to admit, I'm not a big like scrambled eggs guy, to be honest. I'm a big like egg whites type of guy now. I've kind of made that transition over the last year or two. I make a lot of egg whites. So for me to enjoy the eggs, like normal eggs, says a lot. Says a lot. Says a lot. It says a lot. The eggs aren't burnt. They're like made perfect conditions. The potatoes are nice and soft. They're not like hard or like too crispy. Then you got the pancake, dude. I might just start going for the pancakes, dude. The pancake is gas. Yeah. It's absolute gas. I think I had this my sophomore year and I got a breakfast burrito at night because they were like, hey, they're all day. So it's it's like, dude, when in Rome, you have to get breakfast when a place offers it all day, all night. Of course. And I, I think I got this and I haven't had it since, but I I made a I made a mistake not getting this ever again. This is unbelievable. This is so fat too. I know. If you guys see, it's larger than my hand. Okay. Like you can't wrap your full hand around this burrito. And the thing with this burrito, Dave Portnoy talks about the flop test. Flop test this burrito, nothing falls out. Like it's not the tortilla doesn't get all over the place. It's not messy. Like Sorry, a piece, one piece fell out, but it, it stays compact. Like it is so tightly wrapped. I honestly think if you take a knife and cut into it, it might take a couple cuts to really unravel the whole thing. All right. Well, burrito talk aside, because we're gonna be diving into these for the rest of the pod. Yeah. What do we what do we have first to talk about today? So I think we have to talk about some things that are sports related but not sports related, which are sports movies. Because there have been quite a few announcements lately. So first I want to talk about Space Jam. I'm calling it Space Jam 2. Just straight up Space Jam 2. That's fair. That's what I've been calling it. Space Jam, the new legacy, the LeBron Space Jam. Wait, is that its actual, like, title? The new legacy? Space Jam, the new legacy. I'm not a fan of that. They should have just went for the two route. But I know. but, But LeBron always says he's not the second 23 and all that BS. So talking about that. That's fine, dude. It's a movie. Yeah, the trailer came out a couple weeks ago. Jack, what are your thoughts? How does it compare to Space Jam, the first one with MJ, with the original Bugs Bunny, with the original Lola Bunny, like with Bill Murray, like great Chicago Cubs fan, very infamous Chicago Cubs fan. Just have to put that in there. Where does Space Jam 1 you think is going to rank to Space Jam 2? Um, well, I don't think it'll top one, but I'm going to be honest. Like the trailer looked really interesting. I looked... I mean, I watched it, and it kind of had everything in the trailer that you would want. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it personally. I think it'd be a, a, a breath of fresh air, and I think it'll be good. And I think they will include a lot of faces that we will recognize that'll just kind of off-put the whole, oh, he's not Jordan. This can't be the real Space Jam. Like, well, this is the new legacy or whatever that you just called yeah. it. So, all right. Yeah. They'll have some new NBA faces in there and it won't just be LeBron. So I think it'll be okay. I'm optimistic. <clears throat> I'm going to get, I'm going to give the trailer a seven out of 10. I think it was good. I think 
the graphics are going to be a little overdone. I think it's going to be a little too like animation focused instead of just focusing on the basketball and the Looney Tunes. But the intriguing take I find to be really interesting is how AD's featured in it, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Dame, Dame Dalla, the best rapper in the NBA. Like, I find the way they might have incorporated them to be very, very interesting. Instead of just like the first place jam where Barkley, Bird, all those guys get their powers to, or their basketball abilities taken from them, and then that's it. And you just watch them quote unquote struggle when their powers are taken. I think it's interesting that those guys might have become the monsters. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't know what I feel like. <clears throat> I feel like they're also going to tailor this movie to a generation that has never seen Space Jam yeah. 1. So I'm curious to see what kind of like stupid 2021 twists they're going to put on it because there will be one. And I'm probably not going to like it, nor will a lot of people. But well, my question for you is like with AD being on the opposite team, probably as Braun. Do you think like it's kind of an insult to say like LeBron's going to be able to beat AD and all these other guys single-handedly, like just with the Looney Tunes? Like, is that to show that like maybe AD isn't really a true superstar? Oh my God, we are getting deep. I mean, it's just a question. No, we're getting. This is your interpretation of Space Jam, and we're getting deep at not even noon on a Wednesday about Space Jam and its meaning with Anthony Davis in the league. I, I think maybe ask the tough questions. I mean, maybe, but, like, we'll never know. Like, do you think – who's the director of this? Oh, I forgot his name. I'm just curious if, like, he has any, like, connection to NBA culture or just, like, an interest in the game because we personally will never know, like, what AD against LeBron in their prime will look like, you know? We never really will, and I guess – maybe this is his best way of like trying to characterize or like show what it would be in movie form loosely around space jam. But that's just the only thing I could think of. Like maybe he is a fan of the NBA and he goes, well, this is like the only way we could see it other than playing the video game or like 2k. I think Bronny should have been in the film though, as a son. I think we would have loved to see some Bronny action (laughs) in the film. That's just me though. Yeah. And, Hold on. First off, LeBron's kid in that trailer is the moodiest, moodiest little motherfucker ever. Oh, like, yeah. He he literally would just not listen to LeBron, his dad. Like, yeah, who wouldn't like, listen like, to LeBron I mean, James? I mean, I will reference the Bronny IG story over the bubble. Um, <laughs> you know, might, might, might have not listened to Bronny. We don't have to say what it was, but, you know, Bro- Bronny's been a little disobedient at times. So... <laughs> Maybe it's a little accurate. Let's just say maybe it's a little accurate. <laughs> maybe maybe Brownie is portrayed a little better yeah, in this movie than we yeah. thought. Even though he's not in it. But going into another movie that got announced this past week on Twitter, Kevin James playing Sean Payton. Sean yeah. Payton, the New Orleans Saints coach, if people aren't familiar so, with So do you think What's Sean Payton... What's your take on that? Do you think Sean Payton said, yeah, Kevin James can play me? If he loses like 50 yeah. pounds, or do you think he just said, Yeah, Kevin James can play me? Because Kevin James does not look like Sean Payton at all. No, no, I wonder if he's gonna be like using this movie as an excuse to lose a lot of weight. 
Like it's like you know how like Zach Efron trained like insane amounts to be in Baywatch. Like, yeah. He ate, like seven meals a day and stuff. I wonder if Kevin James is gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna stick to three meals a day. I'm gonna stick to my fruits and vegetables. I'm gonna eat one protein every meal, and I'm gonna look like Sean Payton. Maybe it's like part of his weight loss program. <laughs> That, like that could be it. Like, hey, put a nice little wig on him with Sean Payton's little coach flow with the um, with the you know how he has um not the hat. What's it called? The visor. Sean Payton with the Kevin visor. James is fifty five. Do you think we he could do it? Well, I mean, he was um the mall cop, Paul Blart, the mall cop, and like the mall yeah, cop, like sick. he did some pretty dope things in that movie. He had the um. What's the scooter thing called? I forgot. Oh, uh, the uh, uh, the ones that are you just like, you, yeah, yeah. Mm. God, we stink. This is I bad know. for the air. Oh I mean, my we're, god, we're we're enjoying the burrito so much. I think we're just not as focused. I actually don't know, but I know it's like the handheld. You use your weight to like, yeah, like propel so it like, forward. Yes. So if you can recall from Paul Blart Mall Cop, like he did tricks on that freaking scooter like he flew over escalators he like literally went from like the second floor of the mall to the first floor so he's a pretty big athlete if you think about it like it, he showed his athletic ability in that movie so maybe showing him coaching like sixth graders when he got kicked out of the nfl first season for bounty gate like kevin james might have it in him might have it in him but what I don't understand is how is the movie interesting and watch Sean Payton coach sixth graders? I, yeah, I, I just looked up an article right now and Sean Payton said, listen, I'm at the age where I really don't care of like Kevin James portraying him. So I, I don't know, maybe he's like, that's him saying I do care because it's some fat guy and it's just like, oh, I have no say in this, but Maybe they're just going to make, I really feel like this is just going to be like some Disney feel good story. And they're not going to talk about the fact that Sean Payton allowed a bounty scandal to go on. And that's why he was banned for a league. And that's why coach Greg, like, I don't think people, I don't think, I don't know how much that'll be talked about, but you can, I don't know. It's weird timing because Sean Payton's like still a head coach, you know, love now. Again, I don't, I just, I, I don't, I don't think we've ever seen that. Like, this is such weird timing. I know? think what they should do is like focus the movie about how Sean Payton transitioned from Bounty Gate with the Saints to the sixth grade Bounty Gate. I wonder if that's what it's about. <laughs> Dude, I'm, this is absolutely no joke. I a hundred percent, 99% believe that there are coaches all across the country who tell their kids, I'll give you a 24-pack of Gatorades if you freaking take out that guy's ACL. Oh, my God, yeah. Texas, oh, I'm sure. You kidding me? Oh, there's, there's If kids hear that they're getting, like, free Gatorade scoop, and they're like, oh, my God, I can make all, all, gallons of Gatorade. I'll, <laughs> I'll take out anyone. Like, of course there is. And I, I definitely uh, – I could definitely see Sean Payton having, like, that moment. You know that, uh, that scene from – American Sniper where Chris Kyle gets back home and the dog's playing with the kid in the yard. And then he like has a, he like snaps and then he's like, I need to like, I need to chill out, man. Mm -hmm. That's going to be like Sean Payton. Like, I really feel like he's going to be amped up with the sixth graders. 
Yeah. And then he's going to be like, dude, like, these aren't 24-year-old men. Like, I can't tell yeah. them to go kill each other. And, like, he Maybe. has to, like, he's that guy that doesn't simplify the terminology. So, like, he'd be, like, screwed in with, like, double right spider banana, triple left cover it, blah, 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 blah. And just, like, lifts off this long play. And when the kids don't know it, they have to run. Like, mm-hmm. they're just running the whole practice. And they're like, what the hell? Like, our coach is an NFL coach, and he teaches us nothing about football. Just makes us run the whole time. Yeah. And then he gets mad, so he just calls it spider. But you know when he's calling it during the game, he, like, whispers to himself, double right spider banana, you know, 82-54 blue. And, like, just lists the rest off because he, like, is that guy who's so OCD. Like, he just has to say the rest or else it's not a real play. Like, Uh-oh. just can't simplify it for the sixth graders. But talking about something really simplified or something beyond, like, mind-boggling stupid that I saw on social media – was the fact that Anthony Edwards, number one pick for the Minnesota Timberwolves, does not know who Alex Rodriguez is. And Jack, are you there? Jack? Oh, you froze. Doesn't know who Alex Rodriguez is. And A-Rod is now going to be the owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves in a couple of years. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, hold on. I needed to look up when Anthony Edwards was born. Because uh, you're younger than us, 2001. That's crazy, man. That he was just so consumed by basketball that he had no idea who A Rod, right? Like, a Rod, like, no like, idea who him. he was. At least, That's... Know, at least know him for dating JLo. Like, come on, something you know, you would think he would might know him from like something. Sometime like A Rod's been unbelievably popular for the worst. And has he hit 600 at least? Uh, Yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah, it's amazing. But But A Rod's gonna be a basketball owner, which, like, I imagine when that news came out, Derek Jeter is sitting in Marlins Park overlooking the field, laughing, just like. A-Rod's trying to be me, and he can't do it. He has to buy the freaking Minnesota Timberwolves in cold-ass Minnesota three years from now when I'm chilling in Miami. Marlins made the playoffs last year. Guy couldn't buy the Mets, couldn't buy the Marlins. Like, this just shows I'm greater than A-Rod because, you know, they used to be boys, and then they hated each other once they were in New York together. And, like, I love it because, like, A-Rod couldn't be shortstop for the Yankees. That was Jeter's spot. Had to move to third, like, He's second fiddle to Jeter. Always is, always will be. So, <clears throat> between the Marlins and the Timberwolves, who do you think is going to win a championship first in their respective sports? Marlins. I disagree wholeheartedly with that. What? I think it's easy. I think it's easier to get better quicker in the NBA than it is in baseball. Two things. Timberwolves are in the West. And if you look at the West, <laughs> doesn't look good. Bro, and, once LeBron retires, who knows? Dude, look at Cat though, bro. Like Cat, like he he's dominant statistically, but what does he do outside of put up numbers? He's like their new Andrew Wiggins, in my opinion. Like they've deal. Yeah, but they, like they have too have many. Coach. They have an interim coach right now. Who's coach? Ryan Sanders got fired. What's his Sanders name? Got fired. I don't know who their interim is, but Ryan Saunders got fired this season. You know what? Whoever it is, I'm going to become a fan of them. 
Because you just inherited the worst team and possibly the worst franchise right now. Uh, Chris Finch. Okay. I'm the biggest Chris Finch guy right now. I think Chris Finch has the chance to turn this team around into something that, quite frankly, Minnesota fans have not seen since Kevin Garnett. And, you know, let's, let's, let's talk about Minnesota for a hot second. I remember the day where they took, like, Johnny Flynn, Ricky Rubio, and, like, eight other point guards in a row for no reason. And I was like, man, this organization is ran terribly. And they have been forever, it feels like. Like, they just don't do things correctly. (laughs) I don't don't know what it'll take, man. Who's (sighs) – It's crazy. So how are you saying they're going to win before the Marlins? The Marlins made the playoffs. They have such a good young core that they're building around, and they've taken bets at so, like because he's been pulling some money ball stuff because he gets bets like Dickerson or Marte or all these people who they're getting them for like pennies on the dollar, and they're just crushing it. Because then what? When where's the Marlins draft pick going to be if they make the playoffs and lose first round? It's going to be like in the 20s. Yeah, but they already have all these prospects. Okay. They have the Mesa brothers. They have like, oh, they have I, some. Dude, I don't know who those guys are. Who Victor? are they? You don't know Victor Mesa? No. Well, oh, dude, they're, they're so good. Look them up. And they're a top prospect. Dude, they have so many good young players. Like, I hate to admit it because I was so mad when they traded away Giancarlo. I thought it was the dumbest move to trade away Yelich and Giancarlo. But if you look at it now, they probably could have been contenders for a World Series. They probably couldn't have beat the Dodgers. But are you shitting me? Did you just say that they could have been stop. You're better dude, than that, dude. They had Yelich. Sam, you you don't. Caliber. Sam, you don't say anything, man. I know you're better than they, that. They, they had Stanton coming off an MVP year when they traded him. They had Yelich going into his MVP years. They had Azuna who was putting up All Star numbers. Who was making All Star teams. How much better can your outfield be there than your D Gordon? Zuna can't solid. play the outfield, bro. He stinks. They didn't need him for that. They didn't need him for that. <laughs> also, too, they had it's Dietrich. still a liability. They had Dietrich at the time who was dominating. Like Dietrich made an all-star team after he left there. Like they had Justin Bohr who was playing well and they got rid of him. He made an all-star team too, I think. So like they had and, pieces. And Jared Saltalamachia. No. And JT Real Muta, who was an all-star catcher. Uh-uh. Salto Lamacchio was before him, right? Yeah. I was a big Salto Lamacchio. Yeah, guy. no, but they had JT. I'm saying, like, right when Derek Jeter took over, though, they had JT, they had Yelich, they had all these, they had the core that they needed. And all they needed was, like, a good shortstop or something like that. That's all they needed. And they could have gotten it. And then pitching, their pitching was a mess. But the only reason it was a mess, though, too, was because they lost their ace. So they couldn't build around somebody. So it was like they had to start from scratch. So they had to trade everybody. But like, I was mad at first when they, you know, trade all those guys away. But looking at them now, they're doing everything right. They have that young team. They've Don Mattingly, who wants to win, who is a winner. And like, the Marlins, in my opinion, like could be a real team the next year or two. Um. So obviously, the Marlins traded away like a lot of those players and. You have been talking about getting the prospects back, being patient, letting that all develop. Do you think there was ever a point 
for the Cubs to where they should have done that with some of the players in question right now. When I say that, I mean like a Chris Bryant, a Javi, um, Contreras, possibly a Hap, I don't know, Hayward. Do you think like there's any of those guys that you would have wished to have seen traded a little earlier that are still on roster that might have been able to kickstart this like soft rebuild that the Cubs should have done? And now you can kind of see that the Cubs – they need, like I, I said it, they need a lot to go their way to win a game, it feels like, and it's gone their way a couple times this year. But they really don't have a ton right now, and you've said that they need to make moves at the deadline, but do, what what kind of moves do you think that they could have made? I think Hayward absolutely not, even though his batting is just, you know, average now where he did. I wish he hit for us like what he did with the Braves, but – his defense is too valuable to give up. Like if you look at any analytic people, like they're going to just say, you can't trade away a cornerstone like that. And like, he's a vet, let him age out of the contract. And then that will just speak for itself. It's not worth trading him for, you know, subpar fielders or subpar hitters, whatever. Um, I think KB was the guy in question for me. Cause I was a huge KB fan when he came up, dude, I thought, Honestly, I thought KB was going to be the greatest cup of all time. Like, that's where I thought he was going. <laughs> like, I did. Because you looked at his highlights during college, and he just hit bombs, dude. He just hit bombs. It was beautiful. The day we got we drafted KB, like, Jack cried the other day when we were talking, when um, when one of the Sox players hit a home run. Your mean hit his home run and was, like, eight for eight. That's was, a pretty. Was, that's pretty it sick. Was really pathetic. I cried when we got Chris Bryant because I knew it was a game changer for us. I knew we had a right guy. I looked at it as the Ryan Sandberg s type of move, and so I when we brought him up to the big leagues. Oh boy, dude! I told everybody, I'm like, he's gonna be the guy. He's gonna be unbelievable, and he was like, dude. His first two years, he got like 99 RBIs, 20 something home runs. Next year, he got over 100 RBIs. And the first three years, that's what he was producing. Then, obviously, he hit a wall. Big wall. Car crash. It was more like a car crash. Like, he was running into a dumpster truck. Like, it, it was bad. What about Javi? How would you describe Javi? Javi's kind of hit a wall, too. Javi just swings at everything. And, you know, like, he, we thought he'd get better at, like, having some self-restraint. He just doesn't have it. Like, it's Javi. Like, it is what it is. But I think about Chris Bryant. And I think about what he is to the culture of the Cubs, though, too. And he's just one of those guys. If you trade Chris Bryant away, nobody has hope. Nobody has hope. Even if what? he's struggling, nobody has hope that we could be contenders. Like in that. No, I think. I, no, like, I think. I think one if of those you guys, you just gotta write write it out. And if he walks in free agency, he walks. You can't just let him walk. I think, man, because he's gonna get paid. You gotta be able to. I think you should trade him, but like, how much do you get in return for That's him? That's what I'm saying. I have absolutely no idea, and it's probably not not very much. But rather trade. Jack, you're freezing. Hello. I yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't do anything about it. It's MediaCon. Here's the thing. Yeah, Mediacom. Thanks, Mediacom. Um, the thing with KB is I kind of like this last dance mentality we have right now. I'm not saying we're the Bulls, but it's kind of that last dance mentality where Rossi knows, Riz knows, KB knows. How, their backs are against the wall, boy. They are against the wall. If you want to be a Cub lifer, 
you want to wear this uniform and get paid, you got to earn it with a real run again. You got to earn it. Show that we have this course though. And they haven't given up on what they built. Cause you know what? I'll admit Jed, Theo and the boys, Jason, Jason too. Can't forget Jason, Jason McLeod, best prospect guy ever, like best scouting like person of all time. But besides that, they're attached to these guys. Like, when we when we went on that run, we weren't expecting to go on in 2015. The boys were like, this could be a dynasty. They were like, we are legit. Like, this could be a dynasty. Made to the NLCS against the Mets. We lost. It was what it you was. You say this all the time. Right. Then, 2016. Best season in baseball history. (laughs) This is such a broken record with you. I'm telling you, Sam. You say this at least once every time we bring up the Cubs. 2017, we're on the World Series hangover, okay? And everybody's like, God, guys, get get your head out of the clouds. Stop posting on IG all the time. Don't let your wives post on IG all the time, being cocky like we're going to another World Series. Just grind. And we won just off the talent that we had. We didn't win because we were that good of a team because we just weren't putting in the work because, you know, the boys were too busy going on SNL on all these talk shows being kids of the Kings of the city. But the next year, the boys were like, okay, we're getting back to work. Season went off. We lost the Rockies. We lost the Rockies. You know, it just wasn't good. It humbled us for sure. So now we're in this spot of, we haven't performed up to expectations but the boys have lost a bit of the passion to get back to where it matters because they haven't had fun. The first couple of years, it was just all fun and games. They're like, oh, we can just play. Like, we just have fun. We wear just different costumes on the plane. Like, this is so, this is electric. Like, this is, we're, we're a little league team crushing the big league teams. Like, that's all we were. Now, the boys realize baseball's a business. They saw their buddy Kyle get traded or, you know, let him walk. They let Lester walk. Like, they're like, oh, shit. Like, they'll get rid of us now. The boys are going to pull through. They want to be Cub lifers. And Jed would have gotten rid of all these guys by now, but he has a soft spot. It's one more season. It's this year or bust. I mean, there's also the reality that the roster sucks. That's not true. Like, it sucks. The talent's there. The talent's there. We just got to Debatably. It sucks, man. It's It's bad. It's the pitching. It's the pitching. And the Cubs have to decide, are we going to start spending big dollars on pitching again? Or are we going to actually draft real pitchers? Who's the starting second baseman for the Cubs? Uh, right now? Don't tell me it's Eric Sogard. Nico? Is it Nico right now? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, it's Eric Sogard. Oh, Eric Sogard. Are you shitting me? That's your starting second baseman? It's temporary. Wow. That's – yeah, this team is bad, dude. I don't know. know. The thing with the Cubs, though, too, is when they first won the run, they were the lovable losers. Nobody believed we could do it, okay? We all thought at some point we were going to hit, you know, a wall and be like, shit, we can only get to the NLCS and that's it. Like, we're screwed. We get to the World Series, we're going to lose. We won, and just with one championship, our standards as fans, our standards as an organization, our World Series are bust. No in between. If we make it to the NLCS and we don't win, we're going to be like, that was a failed year. So 
the pressures of playing for the Cubs in one of the biggest markets too, and one of the best fan bases. There's a lot to that. And I think this is kind of the year where we're going to sneak into the playoffs and we're going to go on a tear. That's what I think is going to happen. This is getting clipped. And here's what's going to happen. KB's going to go on an absolute tear in the playoffs. It's going to be the most un-KB-like year in the last couple of years. And then he's going to leave and go somewhere. That's what I predict happens. I think he's not going to have enough value to be traded at the deadline. And I think his value is going to You think he go goes out west? I think yeah, he goes out 100%. west. 100%. 100%. I think, I think he could go to a team like the Diamondbacks. I think Diamondbacks, Padres, because they're just spending. I don't they're know. Still, I, I, no, no, no. No. I think Padres are a team. I think the Giants could be a team. I think anywhere in the NL or ALS. I think the Angels could be a team. Actually, no, they can't be because they've run down. Unless they, with Poolhouse retiring, they could shift – Rendon to like DH or something. Well, they could DH KB and then have Shohei pitch and hit. Actually, they wouldn't be able to DH yeah, time. So then KB would have to play left. Yeah, that wouldn't yeah. work. It's going to be interesting to see what we do. I think the hard thing with our organization right now is we don't want to jump into a full rebuild, but we're not at the place where we can just pay to contend right now. So it's just we kind of have to ride out with what we have and see where things end up. That's kind of where I think we are. But I don't think they should have traded anybody. Because if that if they That's traded fair. somebody and Contreras or Baez or KB and the new scenery just went off and played unbelievable, people would be calling for Jed's head. They just would be. I think they already are. <laughs> nah, not yet. I'm patient. With, I mean, not me. I'm patient with Jed. I trust Jed. I love Jed. And Jed, we trust. That's the motto this year. And Jed, we trust. The thing that I think is the biggest mistake is I think they should have gotten rid of Madden a year earlier, and they should have hired Rossi a year that year in 2018 or in 2019, not 2020, because I think he would like, have been able to rejuvenate that team with the talent we had on it. Does Ross do anything like substantial, like strategically as a manager, or is he just kind of there? You know, I don't know. I haven't watched a Cubs game to know. I really don't. I'm going to be honest. I hope he does strategical stuff, but it feels like he's there sometimes. It does. It does. Oh, like, and that's so, so, so this is my follow up. Is it like you guys as Cub fans have been so rejuvenated with this idea of Rossi coming in after, after Madden? And it was like, we're going to pick it right back up because he, he knows what he's doing. But, yeah, the players love him. He's a great guy. Players manager. I don't know if he's a baseball manager. And does that show that the Cubs are, like, complacent right now? They're like, hey, we know we're not going to be that. So we're just going to have Rossi. And he'll just be, like, the face that people can't get mad at. I think it's a little bit of that, but I think it's also, too, if the guys get going, they know that this team could be something. Because the thing is, the pitching, what we've always done with pitching is we let it be average until the deadline. And if the team's going somewhere, they make the moves to guess the pitching we need. They've always done that in the 2015, 2016, 2017 runs. Problem is, they've had too much faith in investing low on pitchers who have had Tommy John surgery and all these injuries. 
And then those guys never pull through. They just stay hurt. And that's where the, because the thing is, you go, you look at like the Brandon Moreau um, signing a few years ago. He was basically hurt the entire time as a Cub. But if he would have come back healthy, he would have been an unbelievable reliever for us. Like, and they got him at a super cheap rate. So there are moves they made that have been gambles, but I don't fault them for it because I think they would have been worth the risk. Yeah, I'm just – how long do you think it takes for the Cubs to get back, honestly, like to their next window of being <clears throat> able to really contend con- for consecutive years for a World Series? Because I don't think you can see that realistically for the next, what, three or four years? I think it depends how we play out this year. I think it's either – That's fair. I think if we – do well this year certain guys are going to be signed back they're going to be the core and we're going to get some younger pieces in by trading some of the older ones and then i think we're going to if things go poorly and we don't even make the playoffs full rebuild under jed and jason they're going to do they're going to change the team to how baseball is being played now that's what they're going to do they're going to look ahead and say what are what do we need to win and they're going to rebuild it because i think I think those guys are there for 10 years, to be honest. I don't think they get fired. I think Rossi gets fired in two, three years. That's fair. But And I, and I think he, Rossi only gets fired if they lose, like, an unlike, an unlike defendable amount of games. But I think Rossi could even be there to bring up the new group and say, here's the standard. We won a World Series. You're going to come up my way, and he's going to coach them up. That's what I think, but... Hey, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see with Rossi, man. I, it's gonna be interesting. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see their next hire is, and if it, like you can really tell if they want to contend or not with it. Yeah, I I look at it and I say Theo built a masterpiece and was such a smart guy. He gave himself a ten year window, left at nine years, and he left before it all crumbled. Like. The thing is, is like if you if you're Thea, that's the way to do it. Say that you're gonna leave at a certain amount of period because you can either get fired earlier than that, or you're gonna win and you get control when you leave. Because I think we couldn't we couldn't have Theo there anymore. I love Theo. Theo's a genius, best GM of all time. But I think Theo couldn't have rebuilt this team all over again and did what he did before. Why? Like, what they pulled was a once in a lifetime experience. Because you look at it until the Sox do it. <laughs> The Sox are not going to win this year. Like, the delusion among Sox fans is so unreal. Like, Tony La Russa, I guarantee you, he's going to, like, leave by September. He's just going to be like, I'm too old for this. The players don't get me. I don't get them. Like, I just want to go drink and drive somewhere. Like, I'm out. And I think, All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> but is he not the DUI king of the MLB? Or GWI, whatever you want to call it. No, he is. He is. He is. He is. But let's just let's just pump the brakes on him. DUIing. All right. He's the still our manager. Support, right? We haven't fired him yet. The so. socks support drunk driving, and I just don't respect that at all. From the no, that 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 what the f- no, that is so He's bad. Multiple times. True, true. I think Tony Larusa has done a fine job. The thing is, I feel like anybody who's they, manager of that yes. team could be doing what they're doing right now. I honestly think Rick Renteria could have like actually done something with that team, to be honest. <laughs> You're kidding, right? Yeah. You're joking. 
No, you, well, oh my God. The thing I was going to claim is the Sox are just the copycats of the Cubs. They are what we call our sons. The Sox are our sons. They take the exact manager we fired How? our rebuild, hire him, and say, we want you to do the same thing that happened on the north side. We want you to stay here four or five yeah. years, watch us suck, Ricky build up did our it. leaders, and then do yeah. it. The only problem is yeah. we don't have Theo. Yeah, Rick. Yeah, I know. I'm right. If you had no, Theo, we have Rick. We have Rick. I'm sorry, just Rick. Here's the thing with Rick. He wants to be Theo. Rick. He wants to be Theo. And he's just not no. going to get there. Did you guys make he's the ALCS Rick. in your first like real year as a team last year? No. You did not. No. You no, failed. We didn't. You failed. You failed. This year, this year and last year, all the Sox fans are like, "We're gonna make yeah, a deep playoff I, run." Yeah, if you want to call like, it that. Like, what did you guys do last year that like was so transformational? They're they're capable. Is Aloy playing this year? No. Yeah. Um. Is no. Is, yeah, I mean, is our guy Mike Kopech, see, um, see, here's the, th- the is he gonna be a starter? I thought he was gonna be like your number one. Yeah, Mike seven. Kopech's actually he's been he's been lights out. Kopech's been, been lights, lights out. out. Is he gonna be the Sox are July? without three star? Yes, the Sox have been without three or four starters since the beginning of the season, and I don't know many other clubs in the MLB that are without three or four starters. What have I so, said about the Sox? The, the Sox, the Sox. They can't stay I, healthy. It, it doesn't, there's no, that's not a thing. There's no trend to staying healthy. It's just, that's not a thing. It's the it Sox thing, are they're the one literally, they're the one they are, people say that's are just the team that like, oh, if we were healthy, we'd be this good. And then they're never healthy in some aspect of the team. Oh, they've started the season without three or four starters, and then like they've still been average. So I'm optimistic. Like I'm not concerned. But, if but it's just so like team, there's so many. F- how are you gonna? No, be able to they win? will be, dude. They're gonna be healthy. It just takes time. And is what to- stinks is, Tony is like Mark McGuire in to get the boys all juiced up and stuff before. Yes. Playoffs? Yes. 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 Definitely. I, yeah, it's the only way you will stay healthy. That's the only way. And I just want to I'm, ask look. You, I'm not. I'm not concerned at all about the Sox. I'm not concerned. Okay. Well, I want to ask you about something that's been talked about a lot. We have the NFL draft in a couple of weeks. Who do you think is going to go where, and what do you think the order of quarterbacks is going to be? Like we talked about a little bit with Brandon Wimbush, but I want to dive into that a little bit more. Like not the one quarterback, so, we think, but the what the order. It's going to go Trevor. Trevor Lawrence one to Jacksonville. Then it's going to go Zach Wilson two to the Jets. Then it's going to go. I really think it's going to go Justin Fields three to San Fran. And then I think Atlanta either trades out of four or they take uh, Trey Lance. If they trade out, I could 120% see Denver trading up to four. Oh, you think it will be Denver? And I I could see Denver going up to four. I could see the Patriots trading up to top ten. Yeah, me too. 
and I could see if if Fields doesn't go three, I could see New England jumping up and taking Fields because he is so or Trey Lance because they're so their skill sets are very comparable to Cam Newton's, and I think it would be very beneficial for them to like be behind Cam for a year or compete with Cam because Cam is that MVP guy. There's no better guy at that type of dual threat size quarterback to learn from. I could I could see New England. The one thing I'm concerned about is there's been rumors of the Bears moving up, and I don't think there's any legs to that. Um, personally, I don't think the Bears have any wiggle room to move. I don't up. want the Bears drafting so I think another that quarterback going... under pace. No, they will. They're taking a quarterback this year. It's going to be my guess is it's going to be either Trask. Davis Mills from Stanford. I I really don't want Trask because he's he's very similar to Foles in that he can't move great. Um or I like Kellen Mann from AM to fall. But the scary thing is they've also talked to Ian Book. And that's like, that's like, I, I couldn't imagine if Ian Book was our future. It would be awful. No, it, 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 it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be awful, but like, dude, he's, he's, he's a less, Physically imposing Mitch Trubisky. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but like I don't. Here's the that one would be, move. that'd be that would be banana lands. Before we wrap up, you broke it down well. My one, my two moves that I think are going to happen. Are I think the Cowboys trade the Patriots for ten. I think that's how the Patriots get in the top ten. I think the Cowboys fall back and get like a second rounder and a fifth or something from New England for that pick. But I think the move that makes the most sense to me out of everything, and I heard this from somebody else, so I'm stealing it. It's not an original thing, so I'll I'll just say right there, is Miami moves up from six, and they move up to four. Stop. They move up to four, and they get pits. (laughs) Think about it. All they have to do is trade. Think about how many picks they have, bro. It'd be nothing, and they get the best player. But why go from six? But why go from? Why go from six to four if you can get him at six? Not if Atlanta drafts. If Atlanta doesn't draft a QB. Atlanta, if if Atlanta Atlanta doesn't draft a QB, I a hundred. I could see them trading out. They could take Pitts. But I because don't. They don't run. They don't run enough two tight end sets. Miami runs so many more. They could run with Gasecki. It would be ridiculous. That's yes, what I'm like saying. Atlanta has Hayden Hurst, but their team's built around like spreading the ball out. Atlanta is, and they don't. They already paid Hayden Hurst a fat amount of money, and but there's they only one. To, they have position, a new coach this year. And they, they have a new coach. They could run two tight ends. But, I know, but it's it's still. I'm saying it's, it's going to be tough with that Ryan. Think, it's going to be tough. Here's the thing, Matt Ryan. If they say we believe he has two or three more good years left, where if we have enough of an offense and we just build out our defense, like we've got, you know, we want to contend one or two more times with Julio healthy and all this stuff. Why not? Met, why not draft the best offensive player in the draft? I've like said that, and I and, and I that was and Miami, that was something I said. Think, that was something Miami I said. Can say with, that was something I said. Think about what Miami could do. 
they could say to Tua, don't throw outside the numbers. Just throw to Gasecki and him, like Pitts. Be like, those are your wideouts for this year. And we get, you know, whoever they have at wideout right now, Kenny Stills and whoever. And they do that, and then they pound the rock. Like, they could be – dude, they could really pull that off. Like, they could say to Tua, you know, dude, Pitts would be so unreal in Miami, I think. I think if you have him in a two tight end I agree. Set, it would be unreal. So, I think – and the Dolphins, dude. I don't. OKC I just don't think Pitts. I don't think NFL. Pitts will go that early. There, I don't oh, think, I think dude, Pitts will go that early. I think but he I, will. I don't think. I think I he's think the so. best player in the draft, but I don't think he'll go that early. I think there's I, going to be so many quarterback hungry teams this year. It's going to. It's going to go one, two, three, four. In my opinion, like I don't I, I think, think there's, there's, there's any think, way around it. I think there's only one quarterback that Atlanta takes, and that's Justin Fields. I think that's the only one they take. I don't think they take Mac Jones. I don't think they take Trey Lance. I think they take Justin Fields, and that's it. One, no, I could definitely see them taking Trey Lance. Because one, he's so athletic. 100%. Also, too, Justin Fields is the hometown kid, dude. So think about if you market He's from Kennesaw, Georgia. Okay? Played at Georgia. Had to leave because of Jake Fromm. Like, if, if you draft Justin Fields in Atlanta, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And in my opinion, I think he's the second-best quarterback in the draft. So if you get that talent around Julio and all those guys, but the thing is, you have to say to yourself too: Are they? What are they going to do with Matt Ryan? Because they could do two things: they could get a quarterback and have him sit for two, three years, which I think is kind of the best move. Is I think if you have Justin Fields be like Pat Mahomes, have him sit for a year or two, learn from Matt Ryan, who was an MVP quarterback, led the team to the Super Bowl, like. And I think is often un, like overlooked by a lot of people as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I think they got something there, but I think it would be kind of foolish if Pitts doesn't get drafted at four, whether it's picked by Atlanta or not Atlanta. Because the thing is, they're going to get another top pick, so why not wait till they could get a better quarterback in that position? I don't. Like, I think it's so many quarterbacks. Like the next four years, dude. Quarterbacks are going to be so overpicked. It's the most overpicked position. They can get somebody. I could see Pitts definitely going to Atlanta, but you just said I, you couldn't. No, I'm thinking. But here's the thing: the only the only way Atlanta uses that pick is for Pitts. And I really, I don't, I don't think that they're a they're a Pitts away from being any better than they were the year before. They need so much help on defense that they're they're going to have to trade back in a key. That's why that's why I'm saying Miami make the trade. But I don't think Miami Miami's already moved down and then back up. They don't I don't think they move up. Have you ever seen the movie Draft Day that our guy Seth Wickersham was on? Yes, and like there's a pancake eating motherfucker that gives him his pick back. Like, yeah, I got that. He traded down, traded down. Boom, got the jackpot, got the number one pick, got the fourth pick, got this, got that. Dude. Yeah, I but there's the no guy that, that didn't – there's no guy that didn't have people not show up to his birthday in this, like, <laughs> top five. Like, they're all pretty fucking sure shot to go where they are. I don't see, like, any any gas mask bong videos coming out. I don't. Like, I don't see any way – Here's this, my thing. I don't. Here's my thing. With Miami – they have so many draft picks. Would they want to save the third, fourth round pick, second round pick that they'd have to give up to move up to four and just draft a player down the road? Yes. Or 
would they want to get the best offensive weapon available to pair with Tua? They already were a 10 and 6 team or, you know, whatever, 11 and 5. I they could get Jamar Chase. He's just as good. Pitts is better. Pitts is better in his own right, but Chase is the top receiver. And that's a that's a that's a problem that Miami has. But if you get Pitts, that that hides that problem a little bit more. Well, it hides the problem. You get Darren Waller. You just drafted Darren Waller when you better when you could have Darren Waller. He's better. Well, He's the we'll Hall see. Of Fame tight end in my opinion. I think we'll Hall of Fame Holy fuck! You're the type of guy that says Mac Jones is like Tom Brady. Let's no, I've never pump, said that. Let's pump. No, the, but the thing is, Kyle Pitts. As you look at everything, he's the most complete player who's been in this draft in a long time. He's like to me, he is the LeBron of the draft. Like just a surefire, he's going to produce. I don't know. Did you see that tight end that Washington signed from Chile? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, and they got yeah. rid of. Thaddeus Moss for him. Yeah, hold on. His numbers, um, they were they were ridiculous. This guy, Sammy's Reyes, is a former college basketball player. He's six foot five, two hundred and sixty pounds. Ran a four six five forty, a forty inch vertical, and had thirty bench reps, but two twenty five. Ooh. And he signed a deal with Washington. <laughs> That's a big boy. That is a very, very big, very big boy. Now I am, I am not optimistic about him making it. I do remember there was a guy from Baylor. Uh, I forget his name, but he played Rico Gathers. That's his name. He played football for the Cowboys. He was a tight end, mm-hmm. and he was terrible. Him. Yep. It was really bad. He was really, 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 really bad. So uh, I don't know if this guy's going to be any better, but, you know, I think that's pretty cool. I can't wait to play with him on Madden. I think that's going to be the coolest part is if he can be on Madden. Jack, Jack, you don't play Madden. Like, so for the listeners, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out on the pod. See, Jack's afraid to play me in Madden since about February. Yeah. Since February when I was in Florida. I was like, yo, let's let's run some Madden. Let's play. I'm I'm interested to play you. Like, let's do it. And Jack, about every other week or every week for the last two months, month and a half, Jack's like, okay, down. Five minutes before we play. Oh, I can't play. Or oh, the the server like last week. Oh, the server crashed. I can't. The servers were fucking crashed, man. It was crazy. It It was so excuses. Every time we play, he quits on me. Every time. Like, I honestly think it's going to take till the year 2025 for me to finally play him in Madden. <laughs> I'm calling Sarah, it right I'm now. just scared. I'm scared. And, I'm scared. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm honestly terrified in your football knowledge and what you're going to do to me with the ball. I, I know. I, I scheme. I scheme. I win Super Bowls and I scheme. Make Madden move. Should like, we play right after this? Oh, well, guys, he's saying we're going to play, and then I'm going to turn my Xbox on, and then he's going to be like, oh, Sam, like, you know what? My buddies, like, they're going on a high V run. I got to go to high V with them real quick. I'm sorry. We'll play later tonight. Let's play around nine. And he knows I'm right. Oh, I got nothing, but let's actually do it. Let's run it. Now you okay. call my ass out on the pod. Let's do it right now. Let's do it. Okay, guys, we got to run play Madden. Jack, you want to close this thing out?
Yeah, I got nothing else. And I'm just going to be honest, guys, this burrito that I just mashed was absolutely unreal. Like, I can't, I can't say this enough. I'm absolutely full. I'm stuck. Thank you so much to Estella's. Like, that was yeah, absolutely you, killer. Killer. And like Sam started with, be on the lookout for the giveaway. Like we've said, it is ending April 23rd, correct? Yep. So be on the lookout for that. As always, not the same time, same place. We will see you guys later.